For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I keep saying it. These guys are the best. I love Bet Online. They are my favorite betting website. Super easy to use. Just very friendly towards the better itself including myself. Ride with Rousey was undefeated last week. Thank you to the Ravens. Uh, we hope everyone's okay, but we were undefeated on Thanksgiving. So that's a plus. We're picking winners over here. I got three more picks for you. I got the Colts at minus three coming up. I got the Browns at plus five, and I got the Saints at minus three. Colts are playing the Texans, Browns are playing the Titans, and the Saints are playing the Falcons. No way the Falcons can replicate that. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more option to wager than any other place online. There's always the online casino as well if you like playing a little cards. It never closes. Head online to betonline.ag today and take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in the Long Ball podcast with your hosts, Alan Siles and Orlando Razo. As always, you can find us wherever you find good podcasts. While you're there, rate us. Give us five stars if you like us. If you don't like us, don't give us five stars, but at least let us know why. Orlando, you really did it this time. Um, I'm going to let you do the honors to let the good fans know from all over the world uh, what we have on the docket for today's episode. I appreciate that, Alan. And, and yes, emphasis on world because we know of our international fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate that. But yeah, it is 6.30 Pacific time on a Monday. So while everyone's sleeping, we're out here working. We're out here grinding. Right. We have probably our most special guests. I'm, I'm sorry, Dalton. Sorry, Colin. Sorry to all the guests. But this is probably our most special guest in, in a really cool time period right now um, of, of really cool recent news. She is, I was looking at your resume. Let's just get right into the first question. We have Jessica Kleinschmidt of NBC Sports, of Bok Talk, of Corked Up. I was looking at your resume, and, and your resume is way longer than this, but it says digital reporter uh, for NBC Sports. Can we just classify that as on air, just internet on air host? Yeah, or... I guess that's, but I do so many things. Like my goal heading into my career was I wanted to be the Mike Trout of sports media where I would do a little bit of everything else. So saying I'm a digital reporter is everything else, but I'm also, I'm the main A's reporter for NBC Sports, Barry. I see I host two shows. I'm a national correspondent for baseball. I'm trying to be more of an insider. I'm obviously, I'm not like a personality too. So I, I'm kind of a little bit of everything, but 
digital reporter kind of is the easier way to say, I do a shit ton of things. Right. It yes. encapsulates your role of versatility. Yeah, exactly. And saying. at digital, you can do anything with. So it, and social media too is is big in, in, in my resume. But yeah, it's easier than having to type every single... Twitter bios only give you so much room. That's fam. true. You That's know, true. You, you wear many hats. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you, you, you can just describe yourself in one word. That's cute. Like, right. all right. And then you also have to make the decision on Twitter bios. Do I go with what I actually do or do I make it like quirky and witty, you know? Yeah, it's, I I probably update my Twitter bio, bio once a week just because I'm mm. so anal about it. And like, is this too much? Am I coming in too hot? Do mm. I, you know, I have, to, I have to buy agents information there, exactly what I do. But it's like the, the fact that I have so much stuff to put in Twitter, I, tw Twitter bio is kind of a blessing. I do a lot of stuff and it's really cool. So it's actually a good thing. Large resume, large mm. resume. So yeah, I was actually looking at, more of your resume, um, obviously corked up and, and Bok talk are, are huge, um, corked up that's on watch momentum. That's with, uh, you know, Rachel Luba and, and Trevor Bauer, um, Bok talk is an NBC sports. You mainly have the giants and A's on Bok talk. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, like I try to get, I try to make a little bit of things about the A's and the giants, but I want it to go further than right. they're, they're, they're great about it. They're like, we know you have a bunch of contacts in more than just Bay area sports. And, but there's all the thing that's been a challenge has been able. So if I want to interview, you know, like, I don't know, somebody, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like I can actually, like Gary Sheffield Jr. I can try to find a Giants or an A's tie to this. And that's been kind of fun because I love a challenge. So it's mm -hmm. cool with that. He's got some interesting takes. I'll tell you that much. You know, he, uh, yes, we're going to, yeah. To say the I, least. I love the guy though. I like, I like when they just shoot the shit. That's Let it fly. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, let's just, well, let's just start here. Let's just start with how you got to where you are now. I think it's always very interesting to look at um, some of these jobs that a lot of people would like to do, right? I think uh, you would be in that category more so than, um, you know, the, the typical nine to five. So let's just, why don't you tell the listeners how you got to where you are now, where when it started, when you decided, hey, I really like baseball, or if it kind of came after the fact, how about you just give your origin story and we go from there? Yeah, I just want to preface by repeating that Orlando said I'm a bigger guest than Dalton Jeffries. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, yeah, so I actually played baseball. I grew up, mm -hmm. um, I didn't know that softball was a thing. I thought women just could only play baseball. I literally had no idea softball was a thing. So I played up until I was a sophomore in high school. And then I tried to try out for the high school baseball team. And the coach was like, sorry, like we have softball available. And the words will always haunt me because he said, those are the same sports. Fuck you, dude. They are not the same sport. So I had to learn how to play softball after spending my entire childhood playing baseball. And then not only that, I'd be separated from my teammates, my boys that I grew up with, like, they're like, see ya, go play with girls that you've never met in your life. So when you're in high school, it's more than just having to learn the game. That part wasn't as scary as, well, I mean, coming from the hip and having a swing was scary, but meeting, you know, you're the new kid in school after spending a decade with your boys, right? Um, so I, I continued playing and I, it took me until I graduated high school and I played on some tournament teams when I was um, at the local community college and I, but like nothing happened after that. It was like, cool, like this isn't going to happen, but I, I'm glad I ultimately switched to softball just for the college opportunities 
Turns out I hated school. So I dropped out of college because I'm just not a good student. I'm like, I love learning, but your ass is making me sit in this class at nine o'clock in the morning to learn bullshit. Right. I can't do it. If kids listening, go to school, stay in school, whatever, don't do drugs, all the things, but no, it, takes it, balls. Wasn't, it wasn't my thing. Right. So I was actually working for the federal government and I got an awesome job and I was, and they were trying to get me through school, but I was like, you can help me and like pay for my tuition, but I don't want to go. And so, um, I woke up one day and I was like, well, I'm kind of like blogging on the side. I'm getting, I have like 500 followers on Twitter. I'm kind of a big deal. And so I was like, I quit my job for the government and was like, I'm going to move to the Bay area. going to get hired. It's fine. I moved to the Bay area. Nobody gave a fuck who I was. They were just like, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, but like, you liked one of my tweets once is like, come on, like we're boys. Right. Um, so I was miserable in the Bay area. I was doing odd jobs, trying to blog and all that stuff. And then long story short, I was ready to give up. I was like, well, I tried this industry. It's fine. I was on the phone with Melanie Newman, one of my best friends. She's the first Orioles, you know, female play-by-play announcer in the history of the organization. And she was like, don't give up. Don't give up. I was like, no, I'm done. On the other line was cut for only.com offering me a job. Mm. And that's kind of where this monster was born. And they gave me a show there. I was learning how to blog. I was learning how to report. I was, I was just like teaching myself and learning from people that I worked with. And then as I was working for there, um, NBC re re recruited me. And I, when I was little, always wanted to cover the A's and I get to do that now. So that's the, that's the short version. After like a bottle of wine, I'll tell you like the real right. crap that I had to deal with. Cause it wasn't an easy journey, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. We'll have you. We'll have you on again for uh, for the elongated version. Yeah, maybe not at six thirty in the morning. Yes, like, no. It's like we could break we out the bottle. We don't judge. We don't judge. We don't judge. But I'd have like a waffle and call it mimosa because it's like a little classier that yes. way. But like I have to work out later. I would like to not throw up on the trail. Mm. So that's fair. Yeah. Once you break out the booze, like there's no turning. There's back. no. There's no gym. Back. There's no, no gym. Yeah. No. So. You, you mentioned those odd jobs and, and blogging, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some of these, uh, some of these blogs that were on your resume, the, the, tr it says travel pulse sports, not, yeah. um, it says you covered the bucks, just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a while. All kinds of stuff. How was, when were you covering the Bucks? At what at what period was this? I don't even remember. I think it was at the beginning of my career. I, I really had an affinity for Mike Evans. I was really, okay. I had this huge affinity for him. And um, I was also a fantasy football writer. And I was like, Mike Evans, no matter what, like always put him on your fan, in your fantasy team or start him. Um, but that was where I got my first shot. My first blog I wrote was fantasy football, but Travel Pulse was like in between stuff. I didn't have a job at one point. And it was like, oh, I'll do some travel writing. I was not good at that. No, I got fired within like a month. And it was like, oh, okay, well, there it is. I got a paycheck. We tried. We tried. tried. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I gave, I would say I gave my old college try, but I can't say that because I didn't yeah. go to college. So yeah. it just, it's like interesting jokes on me. But um, I, I learned a lot from that too. And it was, it was kind of interesting to see like, could I ever branch out of sports mm -hmm. and at that point? Probably not, but maybe one day, because I, I love sports. It's, I would, I would die for it, but maybe it's not the thing I want to spend the rest of my life doing. You never know. I would love to blog about traveling. I'm a big travel guy. They, I but didn't one, send me anywhere though. It was like right. It's not like they were paying you to go to like I'm Paris like, or, like, or some shit like that. Images and describe them. Like, come on. 
Yeah. It, it, one thing it does say, though, and this is the last thing that I'll say on, on the resume that You're I like hardcore it, going at my it resume. Says, I feel attacked right now. I don't know what's on that. It's called pre preparation. So is this, this is, is I just have a question. Is profile? It's not. It's just, I just Googled Jessica Kleinschmidt bio. And like, I, I don't, that's the extent of my research. I, I, right. this, this could be totally made up, but it also just specifies doesn't cover golf. So it's I, like, and that, that's not, that's weird though, because I literally covered golf. I don't know what the fuck you got that. I, I got some so, phony info. I know yeah, like, I, you I, work I, for I, the I, government too. So you probably just check know the sources. Like, check yeah. The sources. Right. No, I, I literally, I'm, I'm trying to get into golf a little bit more. I covered a really cool event. Um, and in, in Reno, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, Hey, this is fun. Like whatever <laughs> Abraham Lincoln himself said, don't, believe everything you read on the internet that's no true. you're you're absolutely right so that's why i'm asking we're, we're trying to get you're clarity just, you're here covering your your you're vetting your guests and i appreciate that yeah well, right. this is like good absolutely. cop bad cop right now you know yeah. i'm coming with the softball questions orlando's coming with the hardball questions. i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're questions about me like that and i'm like flustered <laughs> right. well, well, that's, isn't that an interview's job yeah, well, it's working. I mean, not my inner. If I ever flustered one of my guests, they flip something. They'd be yeah. like, "I'm out." I'm out of so here. So much testosterone. You'll be hearing from that. my agent. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. quick note about uh, Mike Evans. I, I think one thing I I've never heard, and I've always been a strong believer in this, is that he is most of the reason that Johnny Menzel got drafted where he did. And like, nobody ever talked about the fact that like, he was pretty much the reason Johnny Manziel was able to bamboozle and like fake yeah. everybody out. You, I mean, you're, you're only as good as the guy that you're throwing to, right? right. When it comes right. to that aspect. I mean, certain guys are, it's different, but I mean, like, you're not all going to have Lamar Jackson. who's like, I got this, like, I can be the running back today. It's true, right, but right. it's, but no, I agree. Like I, and I, and I don't know why I was so obsessed with him, but it was just like week after week, he just would not let anybody down. And mm -hmm. that's when the, the fantasy football stuff's kind of started for me, but I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't go deep into be like, yeah, you're right. But I, right. if you were to tell me that, I'd be like, oh yeah, Mike, Evans trust me. Oh yeah. No, he's right. Every yeah, game right. was a fucking game of three, uh, three flies up like yes exactly just run around, exactly throw, throw it up to mike evans right. so, so when you say when you say you're covering something right like you covered this golf uh this golf event are you at this point wh where are like right writing wise are you writing or is it all live things that are happening on camera it's it's a little bit of both right because i can mm -hmm. do i can write i can report so covering could be like oh i was just like covering like doing social media or i was mm -hmm. doing their um i was being the digital correspondent where somebody would just ask me a question i pop on camera or i could be writing a blog there's so many different ways that you could cover even just like sometimes when I was watching a game, um, if I if I was covering the A's, they're playing like the Rangers. Um, I may not write about Adrian Beltre, but I was still technically covering him. Mm -hmm. So just gotcha. just it really depends. You can kind of twist it however you want. Um, but that's a really good question. People, nobody's ever asked me that. Hmm. Awesome, go. just phenomenal way to come to go. play, man. Yeah, way to come to play. Uh, so you get this job at Cup Four after you are literally ready to quit right then and there just some sort of divine intervention that just the hand of God just comes in and, and blesses you. Uh, was there a specific interview or a specific thing that happened where you just kind of blew up overnight or was it more gradual of a process and you're just 
one day you just kind of take a step back and you realize like, holy shit, like I'm kind of big deal now. That's, that's a good question. I'm not a big deal. I'm going to be one day, but um, never satisfied. I'm never satisfied. Um, That's a good question. I feel like it's a mixture of both. I feel like a lot of people will say like, you kind of came out overnight and, but then I feel like it was gradual, but then I look back in the last three years have been insane. And in this industry, three years, it's, it's weird. I'm not, a, I'm not an athlete. So three years could make or break your career if you're an athlete. Um, but so I think it's a mixture of both. I mean, and it could be that like, I am, I'm never satisfied. Like I literally went to the world series and covered it. And I got an offer to cover, like host the world series watch party. Um, couldn't do it. Cause NBC was, it was like a kind of a competition with Fox sports. And I, I don't sometimes just take a step back and be like, oh, okay, that was pretty dope. But um, I, I don't know if there was a specific interview, maybe breaking some Tim Lincecum news was really cool. He was um, in Reno where I'm from and um, he was doing his like trying to come back campaign. And I had to tweet out like when his next outing was and when he was going to start for the angels. And that was kind of cool. And I, Clint Barmas retired. I broke that news. So that was my first LB trade rumors, like blurb that I got. Um, so it was just like little things kept adding up and adding up. But for me, honestly, it was just like, people would see potential in me and be like, let's give her a show. Or I, or I would just like bullshit my confidence level and just be like, no, I'm just going to go do this. I'm just going to go do this. I'm just going to go do this. And um, I think when you add those things up and you work hard and you're, you respect people, like amazing things just kind of come to fruition. You mentioned like hand of God, like between that and the universe and everything like that, like I, I don't worry about anything. I know things will happen for me. And I remember when I was 11 or 12, looking over at my dad saying, I'm going to cover the A's one day. And I did that. And I said, I was going to have a show. I've got, I had, I have three underneath my belt and oh. you know, I'm Trevor Bauer. He, his story, when he had the Cy Young award trophy on his background of his phone and got a Cy Young award. The moment I heard that story, I put an Emmy award as my background on my phone. Like it's never, I'm going to do all of these things. It was never in question. And even since I was 12, I wanted to be the first MLB female MLB player that didn't happen. So it was just kind of, you know, working hard, putting it in my mind, praying about it, working hard, and then it just would happen. So it's a mixture of the both. I I know Alan's going to have something uh, right now, but I just have to ask a follow-up. So let's say you get the Emmy. What's the next step? Is it like an Oscar that you put on? um, You know, what's the next accolade that you're putting? That's a a, a good question. For me, I think once I got the career stuff, I want to do the personal stuff. Like I eventually want to have a husband and kids and all that stuff. And I have, I want to tackle all those things, but I've always wanted to do both at the same time. I've always wanted to be like the insane wife who's like carrying her child, like feeding them while I'm interviewing Matt Olson. Like I want that. I want that. Cause I want women to see like, you can literally do it all. You might be going crazy and you're probably on like the last lick of your insanity, but you can do it. So, and I I also want to write a book. I want to write a book. I'm going to host a television show which you can't, that's how the Emmy would come. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. Stuff so like that. So I, everything, like so many things, you know, I, it would I just be a picture of a baby and a handsome dude and then a book. He doesn't even have to be handsome. Just be chill, bro. Like, I don't even care. Like, just be chill, you know, be You heard it here first fellas. Just be chill. Yeah. Just be <laughs> chill. Enough. Normal. Be normal. 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 <laughs> normal. And normal. be cool that I'm sometimes off of work at one o'clock in the morning. It's chill. 
So I, I want to ask a question and it's an interesting question to ask, but, um, and I don't want you to, it's, it shouldn't come off negatively because it's just, it's just the, the situation that we're in right now. When you think about the timing of it, because life is timing, right? Yeah. So when you think about the timing and how things went with you and how you were so close to, to maybe getting out the game per se, and then cut four hits you up and you look where you are now, are you thankful for, I guess, the timing of everything, looking at where we are now with this, I would call it an oversaturation. Like the, the thing about how available the ability to make your own media is and technology is great, right? It's awesome. Look at me in Orlando, we just, we just did this as well. But at the same time, it means that everybody can do it yeah. And it's a lot different than let's say singing, right? If you're a bad singer, you might have some family members that are like, you sound great, but in re reality, people are gonna tell you, you suck, right? right? When you're talking sports or whatever the case may be, everyone thinks they're good and everyone thinks they have an opinion. Everyone's so, a fantasy football expert. Everyone's Everybody's a Matthew fantasy Barry, football expert. Sure. Everyone would be better than Stephen A if they were on TV, yeah. all of these things. So looking at how things worked out for you, are you, just thankful of of the timing of everything because it seems like it seems like based on what you're telling me where you were with Twitter it started to heat up like as you got in you know what yeah. I mean and now like the podcast realm is crazy and everyone's got a YouTube show just can you speak to that and I guess um yeah, how you how you feel about all that? Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. Um, I was lucky enough to kind of start. I don't want to say start the revolution of digital, mm -hmm. but because even at NBC, when I first, when I first got hired, like, oh, digital's the new thing. And I'd been doing digital for three years before that. Right. So like you said, I always say on my own podcast, everybody has a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, Alan, I've never, when at the beginning of my current, I actually was listening to a podcast with Oprah today fucking queen right yeah she was she used to be a journalist and that's how she got her start she when she was back in baltimore working on her stuff she wanted to be the the next barbara walters and it's so funny because before i heard this today i'm always like i i wanted to be the next katie nolan i wanted to be the next sarah spain it's like no 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 be the first jess kleinschmidt mm -hmm. so you want to compare yourself to stephen a smith fine but you're don't fucking do that so yeah. oprah said that she was trying to be the next barbara walters and her producers were like what are you doing dude like be yourself and i struggled with that when i was becoming the a's reporter because i was like trying to be too like in a box no pun intended i'm literally in a box right now but my mom would see me back in reno and she was like what the fuck was that and i was like well aj puck got injured like you know, she's like right right but you sounded like an asshole and I, I, I was trying to be somebody I wasn't like, yeah. you can't be rude, be like, Oh, AJ Puck, get, get better, dude. Like you have to be a little serious mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Or when Dalton Jeffries has a tough outing, I can't be like, you know, that really sucked, man. Oh like, shit. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, shit, Dalton. You said yeah. that. <laughs> you said that. Um, we know how his major league debut went. It's fine. Um, but he, love you. yeah, love you. Love you tons. But at the end of the day, nobody can create what I do because I'm my own person. I I've always oozed authenticity and actually it's a lie. I recently did. We're all trying to be, you see these skinny ass bitches on Instagram. You're like, damn, as you're shoving nachos in your mouth, you know? So it's kind of like that, but I, 
yeah, there's nobody can be just Kleinschmidt because I'm authentic. There's no competition with me because I offer something different. And um, you have to remember, remind yourself of that. But you're right. During the pandemic, everybody wanted to start a podcast. I think that's so cool because A, everybody has a story. B, it's whether or not you want to execute it. But you have to be different by being yourself. And that sounds weird. And I'm going to name drop field Gates told me back in the day when I first got in the industry, he was like, be yourself, Jess. And I was like, okay, field. Thanks. Like that's, that's what you got. He's like, no, 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 you're a superstar, but you have to be yourself. And I, he's like, trust me, it's going to work for you. And that's why I I go to bed at night chill because I wrote the stuff that I felt was right. I shot a good show. I, I, I book all of my own interviews, maybe not through momentum as much, but my Bok talk hundred percent, those are all my own interviews that I got with networking and networking is part of why I got such a, a great following and, and everything like that, because you, I can do so many things. I can be a host, but I can quickly do an an analyst thing. And I'm I'm obsessed with pitching and I'm obsessed with, you know, defensive metrics, but I'm also, I want to know what kind of chew the guy just put in his lip. Like, I I just want to know those things Mm -hmm. like that. So you can't create, you can't duplicate what I do because I, I don't get it from anybody else. I get it from myself. So the timing, yeah, you want to talk about that, but I could do it right now and probably still have a little bit of success because mm-hmm. you can't repeat what I do. And, and I, you know how they say like, you know, what is it? If imitation is a form of flattery. I hate when people try to be like me. A lot of bitches fucking put my tweets on t-shirts and sell them. And that fucking sucks. But it's like, at Just first, it's like, oh, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It. But second, like first, like I literally could, sue your ass but it's also (laughs) it's like whatever so I just get frustrated they're like I want to be like you it's like no 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 or I I hear dads like oh my daughter really looks up to you they want to be you when they grow up and like that's fine but like have them be the first Sarah you Mm -hmm. know and and all of that because there's no competition like all my women and my queens in my life especially in the sports world we offer something different and that's why we're all successful right no that's uh you you crushed that question, and I'm sorry. I know I had been the the softball question guy, and I I, I no I, no no that is not I, I a went softball to question. You know, I, I went to hardball on that one. I went I to throw fives. That's a throw I literally heard Oprah say it today, and I've been and to to hear Oprah say something that I've been saying for the last three years. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. done. No, I think that's a a great point. You know, just for everybody listening and, and there is every everybody does have a podcast but you just have to fi- a you have to figure out why you're doing whatever it is you're doing right don't just you- do it to do it don't yeah do everybody else is doing exactly it. don't be a exactly. fucking sheep dude don't be a sheep mm-hmm. but do it because there has to be something specific that you can offer the world there you go that's beautifully uh... spoken very well very well spoken you had mentioned networking and and now we're going to get into you know, what's gone on the last, I guess, month when, you know, Kim Ang was hired um, by the Marlins and how right. awesome that is for for women in sports. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once again, it's early in the morning. I'm getting going here. What's going on here? I am I'm earlier than you. That's and I'm like, jacked. let's go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, figure, figure it, it the, figure figure it out, the fuck out. Yeah. Anyway, you mentioned networking, though. And before we get into all the good stuff, I, I just really I've been itching to ask this question. This is all good stuff. The, the way okay. the way you network includes interacting with a lot of your followers on Twitter. And Twitter is 
just a freaking wild place. It is, sure is. It is absolutely nuts. And I think it's been posted lately. I've seen people posting screen grabs and they do it all the time of females in sports of some of the shit their followers or just random people say to them. So there are so many forms of, of Twitter weirdos. You know, you have just the blatant assholes that are just like telling you to get back in the kitchen and, and doing all that just gross, blatant oh, shit. I'm annoyed. Yeah, keep going. Yes, yes. So there's, there's that Twitter weirdo, but there's also the Twitter weirdo that is somewhat genuine, but they're like complimenting you. So they're telling you like, oh, don't worry. Fuck the haters. Like you look great in this. And then you go to their profile and it's, it's like father of four Christian from Nebraska. <laughs> and they're hitting like, on well, all women in sports. And yeah, and then yeah, you right, go to, right. I, and then I click on, on the profile. Yeah, and I'll just go through his tweets. He's tweeting at every single female. And the, I'm like, oh, I thought we were, that was like a genuine moment. And I'm like, oh, you're just like the rest of the dudes in the world. Cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is that the most underrated form of Twitter weirdo though? Is just the, the father of four from the Midwest. Or, yeah. No disrespect I mean, to the Midwest. I mean, I love Midwest. the Midwest. But actually the yeah. men there are phenomenal. So I'm not going to take anything okay. from that. But I, I realize, Reading, um, maybe. yeah, so Twitter was a big part of why I am where I am. And, it, and I do interact with my, with my followers, which is a really fun tip. Do that more often. Don't keep just tweeting out your content. Like just talk to your people. They keep coming back for more and they will click on your articles. Um, but, uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I, I'm like, so overstay in the kitchen. I've written articles in the kitchen before. Like I cook and it's not not offensive to me. No, like I'll make a grilled cheese while I'm dunking on you on Twitter. I do not care, but I guess it's all out of, it's just whatever at this point, I I really do not. And I'm very pro women in sports, obviously. Like I love, I love my girls and Kimming is it's about fucking time, dude. Um, So I just don't like the complaining and it's like, if you're constantly complaining, I know it's bad for women in sports and I get on there. I, I, I struggle sometimes. It's just difficult. I know it's different for me than it is for men. Um, I'm not going to be asked, you know, do you actually like sports? Like, like I'm going to be asked that more than a man will. That's just mm-hmm. the thing. So when it comes to that, it's just, it is it. But I hate when you see a girl tweeting every five minutes, how fucking hard it is for women in sports. We get it. Tweet once it sucks. Move on you keep tweeting stuff out when you could be booking a guest for your podcast. You could be writing an article. You could be networking with somebody to come at the podcast. Like there's a balance of it. And so I feel like the Twitter, a lot of those girls get off on go back in the kitchen. It's like, okay, after a while, it's like, we get it. We get it. We get it every now and then sure dunk on a guy, but then move on, go back to work, do it. Cause it's like, you have amazing opportunities. And if you're just going to keep complaining about the Twitter trolls, you're not going to get anything done. And, yeah. you know, every now and then, sure, go off, mama. I feel you. It sucks. But they're, I just loop them all in the same way. And like a lot of times they're literally, we've tracked them down before and they're literally 16 year old kids living in their mom's basement. Like legitimately the stereotype is real. And I've, I've had exes create false accounts and talk about me. I've had weird, I've had stalkers. I've had sexual harassment cases. It's more than just a shitty Twitter follower. It can get scary. Mm, So when I see a shitty Twitter follower, I'm like, well, that doesn't compare to the time that this person followed me after an A's game, you know, stuff like that. So there's, there's, there's bigger issues out there. 
um, than just somebody being a dick to you on Twitter. That's a great answer. Yeah, that again, and you know, great answer. I was going to say, and I'm not, obviously I'm not going to name names, but to, to your point, um, and complaining about anything, right. It's you don't want it to ever get to the point where it's like, we understand what you're saying, but I mean, it's a little, it's a little much, right? Yeah. Like, well, if, if it's so tough, journal, like, babe, just we, we don't know what to do. And I, that's not just for females. I'm talking about anything. In anything, general. yeah. Because I've had, I mean, I've literally had to unfollow pretty well-known people because all they're doing is quote tweeting their haters like the whole yeah. time. And I'm like, this is not really content. There's one person that comes to mind and I'll ask you off, off the- Okay, okay, okay. That's a I'm good sure thing. we're talking about the same person. Yeah. Um, But it's, yeah, and it's, and that's what my thing was. I was always like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But mama backed it up with actions. Yes. And that's like any relationship you have, whether it's friendships, relationships, it's not good to say you're going to do something and not do it. Right. I mean, it's different when you're like, hey, I'm going to be the president of the United States. Tomorrow, you might not be the president of the United States, but I want to see you put in the work in to at least attempt it. That's what I did. All it was, was an attempt. I showed up. I showed up and I worked my ass off. I created content, whether people, whether I was getting paid for it or not, whether people were paying attention, whatever, but I, you will never hear me complain because unless it's like, I'm having a crappy day, I'm going to dunk on a Twitter, but then I'm going to go home, which is right there. I'm going to drink a glass of wine. I'm going to journal about it. Maybe watch some Brene Brown, get an Oprah soul session in mm-hmm. and mom is fine. Right. Like, but I'm not going to go out and it's different now. Like I definitely like have to be careful because NBC is, you know, I work for a big company and a lot of things I would love to say, like, I wish, you know, Rachel doesn't work for anybody Luba. And so she can go off if she wants to. I'm like, cool, must be nice. So I got to be careful with that. But um, it's, it was definitely a learning thing. But I, I right at the beginning of my Twitter stuff, I got off with, on people dunking on and me dunking on them. And, and now I'm just like over it. It's just stupid. It's like, we get it. Like, cool. I did create a good following from dunking on Twitter trolls. But now it's like, all right, now that you're here, I'm going to just read my work. You know, you get tagged too for with with women. It's like, here's some women in sports and they tag them. It's like, cool, but share one of my articles. That would make me feel like you're an ally to me. And and I have so many beautiful men, male allies and the players have been phenomenal. Like every, all the teams have been great. And so I want to spread that message too. Cause people are always like, oh, you're a girl and you walk in the clubhouse. Is it awkward? I was like, no. I don't make that they don't make it awkward. Yeah. You putting that in my mind is going to make it awkward. You're you know? awkward. And, yeah. and a lot of times the, it's like, like fish, right? You're more scared of them than they are of you or whatever it is. Or they're more scared of you than you are the, of them and, fish? and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know when you're fish? swimming. I think that's like spiders. I think you're yeah, thinking of spiders. spiders. You're no, thinking spiders. I'm thinking about when I'm swimming in the ocean or in the lake and you, you're freaked out because you see a fish. The fish are more scared of you than you are of them, right? I, I'm not that freaked out. I mean, if I see a shark, like I'll be pretty freaked out. But if yeah, I, I don't see like, like a little I don't guppy, like open water. Open water freaks okay. me out. Okay, fair okay. enough. Continue. So yeah, but we've been... yeah, so it's just it's just like that. But complaining will like it, you know, what do they say like with God, like you it's, it takes the same amount of energy to flip your worry and be positive than it is to just be worried or ha- have anxiety and stuff like that. So that's the stuff I'm trying to preach. And it's like, oh, weird. Somebody's being rude on Twitter. It's Tuesday. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Let me yeah. check. So, yeah. okay. We've been talking a lot about Twitter and we wanted to, so we wanted to have this question. 
Um, we know uh, recently, I think 2018 Twitter shut down whatever process they had for verification. Like right now, you just have to know somebody. That's that's just what it is. Where were you? So so we've had. It's a great question. I love we've, yeah, we've had Instagram verified people before, but we think that that's. I'm cool. on Instagram. I'm verified on Instagram. Yeah, but but we've had that. But you are the first Twitter verified person we've had. Really? So we need to know. Or maybe or maybe no, maybe second, second, but the first with this much. Is person. Colin not verified on Twitter? No, he is not. No, I think sure? the only other guy we might that might have been Dalton? verified is the Astros guy. That we had. Oh, Chandler! Shout out. Yeah, he might be, but no, he's not. See, so you are the first. You are the first. So the question is, where were you? How did it happen? When you looked up and you had the check? Um, I still don't 100 know how I got it. So I applied for it, but also the place I was working for, Fanduel. I was a fantasy writer for Fanduel. They also applied for it. So I don't know if it was me or them. Just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, but. I was I actually was spending the night at my mom's randomly just cause I like missed her. I wanted to spend the night with her. And um, I got an email from Twitter. It was like, congratulations, you've been verified. And I was like, ew, I got spammed, dude. Like, come oh, on. No. But then I looked at my profile and it was there. And this was back, this was like probably five years ago but it was like all my people in, I'm from Reno, it's a small town. They don't know what verified means. Mm -hmm. So I, I went on Facebook and talked about it. people like that's so like, I don't know what that means. Now that mom is verified on Instagram, they're jealous as fuck because they know they're back. It's 2020 now. They get it. Yes. So it was, it was then it was a couple of my friends that were like, congratulations. It, Cause it's so silly to congratulate somebody for blue check mark. And I hate the, the mentions were like, oh, you don't deserve a blue check mark. Cause you like had a typo. I'm like, it's not like I killed someone. Like right, maybe right. take my blue check mark away if I killed a guy. Sure. But it's yeah. like, I had a typo. OJ's not verified. Yeah. Like right. relax, you know? So it's like, from, from that perspective, but it, it was really cool. But I think I would honestly was more excited about my Instagram verification because mm. that's hard to get. And really? I, the first comment I left was on, um, I think we had, Corked Up had Delino DeShields on and that was a fun ass interview. It was really cool. And then I, I like commented on Corked Up from my account and I saw it, but it, it, is, it was definitely, I had to like know somebody at Instagram to get it done, but it was through NBC and like NBC was giving me all these graphics for like the swipe up stuff from Bok Talk. And I was like, well, I can't post this. I'm not verified. And they're like, oh, we'll take care of it for you. And I was like, I kind of feel like a big yeah. deal. So I was very excited on my Instagram blue check mark really? way more yeah. than my Twitter one. That's, That's a fun question. Nobody's yeah. asked me that. Well, there you go. I That's mean, so thing. the other question would be how, like after, I guess, what were, what were, what was your following pre verification for both and afters? Cause I see you're sitting at 51 K right now on Twitter. So I'm wondering I don't think what, it was what came first. first. What I, came first? Chicken I, or the egg? I think I I I don't remember. So Twitter, I don't. I think I was under ten thousand followers when I got it. There you go. But I don't. I don't think it helped necessarily. Mm. Um, but I I was like scared to tweet after that because it was like, oh, you got a blue check mark. You got to be careful. Right. Like just you know, even when I got my Instagram, I went through my Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, well a blue check mark can't have this stupid photo. Let's say I like deleted stupid stuff. But yeah, like, there was like when you first got Instagram, you like took a picture of your elbow and you're, you're like, like oh, you're like archiving oh, everything. Yeah, you're yeah. like this has got to go. Like we went back and I was like, oh, I got four likes that one time. We got a. <laughs> it was a very humbling moment. Um, but but yeah, so I think. 
and now now I'm on my way to 10K on Instagram, which I'm excited about. So once that's that so done, the blue check mark, and then I'm over 51K on on Twitter and the blue. Then, then I feel like once I get the 10K on Instagram, I'll be like, I'll be. Can ready. I can I just say, it, it, like I said, it's so interesting to me. I think Instagram's on the way out. I think you got Twitter, you know, adding stories, which is a, still a little weird. It's but so you got weird. TikTok now. I think Instagram is on the way out. I think it's going to get squeezed out. Uh, haven't know. you? I, I feel like people post less. I feel like people post less because they, maybe stories, but you scroll through Instagram and they change the algorithm and you don't, you're missing people's photos just because you, uh, that was the worst on BART because you wouldn't have service. You yeah. would see a photo and then it's frozen, right? You have no service. And then you go back to it. Everything is gone. You, you've Alan never triggered right now. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Go on. Yeah, I want. I want Instagram out of here. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Out of here. Yes. I want it out of here. That's all I, I, I got. It's weird. I like I live here. in the Bay Area, so like Twitter is like everything, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I'm not used to that. And they and same thing in San Francisco. They have like the anti-social media place, and you know, it's they've got Pinterest here, which Mama loves Pinterest. Don't mm. ever get rid of Pinterest. I've planned really? my fake ass wedding about three times. And Everyone I don't have a boyfriend. It's like, oh, but my wedding is planned, right? right. So um, being a girl is weird. I don't suggest it. Um, but yeah, so it's, I'm not used to that. But mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say that Instagram's out. Mm. I think they're going to find something. We're going to have like another trend sooner. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, we could just have a whole other podcast about big, big tech and the algorithms. So uh, I do want to pivot and and we'll just get to the the kim ang stuff and sarah fuller stuff at the end we'll close with that because i think that's a perfect way to close but i do want to pivot into your relationship uh you know with like you had mentioned rachel luba and trevor bauer um bauer of course has watch momentum which i think that's a monster um can you please go into your and what rachel is doing with and utilizing that whole digital media it's it's really similar to kind of what clutch sports does in basketball. And I think that that's what, I don't know if that's what they're really going for, but it is a cool comparison that they're, that they're breaking into that game. And it's an amazing way to relate to the players and grow the game and highlight unique personalities. How did that whole relationship start? And I guess to how much do you think they're, they're going for that change of perception in baseball and, and growing the game? Um, I'll start with the change question first in the game. Um, so I, I always, I think the reason why I have what I have is I just have a different view of the game and I've always been like different. Even when I was growing up, I wanted to be like all the other girls. Like I wanted to be like the pretty girl who just like got the boyfriends and got, you know, did all the things after high school. But I was always like, I'm like not ready for that. And I just want to chill and like watch sports and I just want to, you know, do whatever. And so that's what I feel like Trevor, Rachel, and myself are kind of doing. So Trevor, you know, wants the digital aspect. He wants it from himself. And, and that was, unfortunately, it was because he was going against the media. The media would twist words. I've been guilty of that for sure. Um, and it was, it was never ill will. It was just sometimes I got a different perception, which kind of makes journalism beautiful in a way. But I never did it a negative way. It was just like, oh, I think he was upset, but maybe he wasn't upset, vice versa. So he was like, well, I'm just going to put this in my own hands. 
so he that's why he does that stuff he's like well I can't twist my own words and the people I work with can't twist their own words so that's why he kind of wanted to start his own platform for that which is great you know and mm-hmm. um and he can handle the attention and he know he's just different and a nerd and so he also approaches the game differently he's not super in, these are Rachel Luba's words he's not super in shape but you know you could hear him talk about spin rate until you're blue in the face and just like how I approached the game too. I did not play the game in college. I didn't play professionally, but you will never be able to say that I have the same viewpoint as anybody else. And that goes back to, I'm just different and I'm authentic in that way. And so that's what he wants to do. He wants to, it's kind of like cut four, like baseball's fun. Cut four and myself were just there to remind you of that. And it's weird and it's unique. So unique. The things you do in baseball, you cannot imitate any other sport. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so it's just, and you need the nerds. You need me to be like, oh man, like I just remember like the pop of the, like the, the ball hitting the glove, like mama loves that shit. And then you can like, think about the little things outside of the game. Like I mentioned, like cool spin rates, dope baseball savant gave me, you know, what his stats were and his, his rotation and how many what percentage is he's using all of his secondary pitches, but I want to see the other things. Like I want to know what's going on in his mind. Like, how is he struggling with the testing? How, how is he handling a 60 game season away from his family? And Trevor is able to skip over us who could possibly twist those words and have him be like, this is what's going on. And um, at first I was kind of annoyed. I was like, well, then what the fuck am I, what am I supposed to do? What am I going to report on? But really he's helping me. Because it's like, oh, this is what y'all want to want to talk about. This is what you want to learn about. And he still helped me with articles, even though he has his own platform. Um, and then, you know, with Rachel, she's it's the same thing. She's she's a female agent and just killing it. She's got amazing clients, but she views the game a different way too. And she has a she grew up with Trevor and they went to UCLA together. So she's been around him since the beginning. So she's known, she's been able to see like how baseball has been covered from the time that Trevor was at UCLA. So that's really cool what they're doing. And we consume content like it's crazy. So we're able to pay attention to what people want to see. And that's not just the baseball players. That's, you know, nerds like myself who want to know, you know, where, what did, what does Trevor get it in and out? What's his order? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. I, Tim Lincecum, we talked about what his in and out order was. That thing was trending on our website for 20 days and, and so that's, yeah. So it was just kind of like that from that. And, and, and so that's kind of how he's revolutionizing the game and it's always been there. He's just amplifying it. And I think that's, what's really cool as far as the relationship. It's a funny story because I randomly read an article on Rachel. I had never heard of her before. I'm a huge, I was a huge Trevor Bauer fan and him and I would interact on Twitter and stuff. I loved him as a pitcher, but I loved him even more like with the content he put put out because I'm like, okay, like this is the stuff that I need to be paying attention to. And so I read an article on Rachel. I'm like, this girl's a badass. So I followed her on Twitter. Girl followed me back with the quickness. I was like, wow, we're not even like trying to be coy now. And so she emailed, she DMs me. Mama slid into my DMs. She slid into my DMs, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, like, are you going to spring training? Trevor wants to have you on his podcast. He's a big fan of your work. And I was like, fuck you, Rachel. Like, come on, like, stop. She was like, no, he's he's a big fan of your work. And I was like, if I'm not busy, sure, I'll go on Trevor Bauer's podcast, like, whatever. And so um, before I get down there, Rachel says, so, you know, we're going to call an audible. 
I kind of want to, the guys want me to start a podcast, but I need a host. I'm so oblivious y'all. If on my wedding day, I know for a fact that I'm going to be like, wait, does he actually want to marry me? I'm so oblivious when people like are interested in me. I don't think that they are. Right. So I was like, cool. You're like, you should do that. Totally have a podcast. She's like, no, I know. Like, I want you to host it. Like, let's try it out. And I was like, cool. So I show up instant chemistry between her and I, and we were supposed to talk for 30 minutes for like the audition. It lasted three hours. They, there was no question. It was going to be good. Cause she gets a little, she was a little intimidated by the way that her voice sounded, which we all got used to right when we first started recording. And so she was a little nervous about that, but I, I really started opening up and being a better host, um, without being too hosty. And so, um, we talked for three hours about sports, about not sports, everything like that. And that's when corked up was born. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just, it's, we have a really insane following, maybe not a trillion followers, but a very loyal amount of followers. Um, just because I've always been curious about things and it's always like, it'll be a text. I'm like, Hey, Rach, like, can we just, can we just like have a glass of wine and talk about salary arbitration? And she's like, she's like, yeah, like, let's do it. But then actually, no, let's do that for quirked up. And that was our most watched episode. Just for me thinking like, I want to know more things. And I know how to ask questions with, without a sounding like I don't know anything, but like also, cause she goes on these beautifully passionate rants and I got to kind of be like, okay, Rach, you explain this, but like, tell me what this means. So I can kind of keep everything even. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's been, phenomenal. And I'm so proud of her. She's become one of my best friends too, you know, and just watching her do amazing things and being able to see some of these behind the scenes stuff that Trevor is going through in free agency has been very unique and, and different. So it's been phenomenal. That is, uh, that's exactly what I was expecting to hear in terms of the Trevor stuff and like the misperceptions about him. I've always looked at him as just a, a big goon that is incredibly smart and he's like yeah. a mad scientist but he is so goofy in the sense of like and he's I just different that's, i think that's why he wanted to kind of put himself out there because um, you know i really look up to people and want to surround myself who are unapologetically them, themselves and mm-hmm. and now it's like it's no longer like oh he's misunderstood it's like well maybe but like he's he's out there now he's telling you how he feels mm-hmm. and there's no BS about that. And that's cool. And like, I'm like beyond like, Oh, well, what am I going to write about? Because we can still write about the fact that he's telling it like it is, you know? And I feel mm-hmm. like players are actually doing that and they're way more outspoken than they used to be. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like watching Jake Diekman go off about how he was pissed off about testing or he's pissed off about the day games with the A's playoffs. Like, give me more of that. Tell me how you feel. And like, if I'm fucking up, tell me too. Like, if you don't like something I write, tell me why and I'll fix it. And, and I think that's, what's cool too, is I have a, I can develop a good relationship with the players to do that. So it makes me look better. We have a good relationship. And I, that's like the, the vibe I want for all my podcasts and the stuff that I write. Like, I want to be like, we're chilling, but you're going to learn something in the end. Right. Authenticity is, is, is crucial. It's so hard to get there. Y'all people are scared of who they are, which is be like bizarre because once we're ourselves, like, you know, people may not like it, but I'm going to go to bed tonight. You, you may not like me, but I presented who I am. Mama's going to sleep fine tonight. I don't give a shit, you know? And that's, well, and that's the thing about Trevor Bauer, because e- even me, me and Orlando have talked on this show. I mean, sometimes, you know, the McGregor walk and certain things, I'm just like, oh, like I like him, but sometimes it's like too much. But the thing is, in my opinion, right? But the thing is, is I would still take that over 
the other side that we've yeah. seen where these guys are robots and we have no clue who they are. And that's why baseball has struggled, I think, uh, in part why they've struggled with the whole star thing, because they're robots. I mean, you know, we're not going to name names, but it's just like, look, I, I don't really care about you because you've given me nothing to care about besides yeah. what you do on the field. A and yeah. even on the off the field or on the field, Trevor Bauer, if nothing else, he is entertaining. Yes, and that, and and that, that. makes and that makes him compelling to watch and that right. is what baseball is missing because you don't know what he's gonna do and it's exactly really cool. it's like it, when you know that they're gonna celebrate in the end zone in nfl or like what's lebron gonna wear mm -hmm. um in the, po in the post game press conference and and everything like that and and that's what i really really like but i mean i love the robot guys because my favorite thing to do is bring out their personality i love that shit. great so the challenge it's a challenge right before, for like alex dickerson was on bok talk and um my insider for the giants he's like well he's kind of dry and i'm like Let's fucking go. Yep. And yep, I, those are always and we the had best. a great conversation. And I got to talk to him about his like his wife and kid. The guy came at him hot with like, hey, how's the wife doing? I can imagine that sucks. Like yeah. if I'm sitting there, like I'm the cool aunt. So I'm like, right. I obviously know parenting, right? So it's just like kind of like that. But it's, you know, you want I like that challenge. And and before the Trevors were able to speak up, all they do is have us, right? So I like that challenge. I like that, you know, well, I can bring out the fun. I always like that. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Alan, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I, I'm one quick point. I always, those are some of my favorite teammates of all time are the guys that are super, they, they come off as boring. And I always just think back to the scene in uh, Friday night lights where Booby miles is just trying to get Mike Winchell to yeah. like crack you a damn smile. Yeah. Just crack a damn smile. So like, that was always like one of my main goals with my teammates was just to, to bring that out of them. So that's just very cool point that you brought up there. Yeah. So go ahead, Al. Yeah, no, I was just going to say to that point, you know, we're, we're baseball people here. Nobody bats a thousand. So there's got to be a situation where a robot just didn't, didn't break for you. There has oh, yeah. to be. Worst interview of all time. Go. <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking <laughs> worst interview. I'm just saying I know some I, some I, just didn't break. I get asked that a lot, or people are always like, "Who's the biggest dick you were interviewed?" And I've, I mean, I've, I've been so lucky. I think a, a tough interview was Tony Larusa, only because drunk. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, only because like I, I was still in my infancy of like interviews, and I kind of it was it was a an awards banquet and I asked him some tough questions about the Diamondbacks at the time. But he did say, that's a good question, which was like, that's like crack for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but he wouldn't make eye contact with me and I fucking hate that. And, um, but I was told he was difficult, but he still wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. um, but, and if you get the guys after a game, you're going to get robot questions, but it's just because they're tired. Like it's fine. That's fair, um, right. But, but other than that, like I've, I can't a hundred percent say I've had any bad situations or ro robot stuff. Hasn't been that bad. What about the best oh. interview? What about one that you're just immediately like right now? Like, what are you thinking of? Like, Holy shit. That was a good interview. That was. The, I, that mean, was I mean, I've got to meet Joey Votto and like, that was phenomenal. Um, only because like, it was just such a good day. It was the same day that Mike fires through the no hitter. So it was just one of those days where I got to interview my hero and I actually learned a lot from him. He's a big Barry Bonds fan. And I left kind of tearing up like, holy shit, dude, like everything just you work for, you pray for happens. Like that's such a cool moment. So that was really cool. Obviously Tim Lincecum was great. Um, 
Buster Posey really blew my mind. He was really great to talk to. He's funnier than I anticipated. I was gonna uh, say, he was probably the most robotic. I'm not gonna lie, but like, say I I pushed him out of his shell a little bit. Every time I interview Mike Yastrzemski, I I feel like I've left with a warm hug. You know, he's just great. And then Liam Hendricks, you never know what you're gonna get. And he's just he can talk and talk and talk. I'm and and so I'm lucky where I have like multiple people that I can answer that question to. Um, but I think every the thing I like is like every time I do an interview, I feel like it's always better than the last one. And I that's a lot to do with me or like me pushing somebody out of their comfort zone. But you know, I've been very lucky. Australian accent too is like that's yeah. on my accent power rankings. I mean, that's number one. It's it's undisputed number 100%. one on my accent yeah. power rankings. Yeah. So we're not gonna take up too much of your time. Alan, do you have any more questions? Like we didn't even get into giants like a's specifically so no, uh, I, well, I was gonna say i was gonna say you know jess you you can you can say this was a great interview all these types of things if we will know if we get the follow backs on twitter personally so it still you remains to what? be seen it you... still remains to be seen but i have, I have but i was gonna say once that happens i can ask more we can take the more specific giants chatter offline if i get a follow back you know okay here's the thing I have a funny story for y'all. So I, I went on a date once, this is obviously before quarantine and he, we were talking like on a dating app and he, he had never heard of me. Right. So I was like, cool. Like I work in sports, whatever I get there and he knows everything about me. I was like, Oh, did you Google me? He's like, no, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm a huge fan of your work. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. He tries to take my phone and get like makes try to get me to follow him back on Twitter. Like you try to take like physically take the phone. phone. That and is like <laughs> this guy probably has like twenty five right. followers. No, like. it's so funny. Like, remember back in the day, it's like, let me take your phone and put my number in it. No, nowadays it's I'm trying to get that follow back. Uh, so every time I ask, I get asked like, "Hey, follow me back." I'm like, "Oh, like it's just it reminds me of that." Wow. Oh wow. So you just really hey, that man, was you know, nice one, man. Real nice. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's Absolutely. I'll, Absolutely. I'll think about it because I I like I think I have like. Your ratio. You have a good ratio, right? People now. that I'm following, and I want the 69 in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's. But yeah, I, I'd have to like delete too. I want 69. That is ridiculous. That is phenomenal ridiculous. number. I'm not. I'm just the weird. It's, I'm weird. I'm wired weird. I'm very OCD about certain things. Huh. Smart. Just real quick about the Giants. How how much longer are they going to stink? I don't think I really, and I'm genuinely saying this, I don't think it's going to be as long as we anticipate. Um, Me neither. I I really feel like Farhan Zaidi, the first thing he said when he came in as as the president of baseball operations, pay attention to the young guys. Now they grew up in farm, you know, or just went up in farm system rankings. They were a crappy farm system a couple of years ago. It was a circus. It was crazy. Farhan comes in. And he, he did the Farhan thing where he, he tried to find a Max Muncy and he did. And Mike Yastrzemski, I will give him that. Mike Yastrzemski, dude's hitting bombs with two strikes, ice in his veins, catching ball. Like, he, the guy's insane. Donnie B, um, too. Yeah, Alex Dickerson um, had his first reha- his first offseason without rehabbing an injury. Boom, there it is. Buster Posey will be back. Um, you know, obviously, Gossman accepted his qualifying offer. Those young guys are looking really, really good. Um, I don't, and and we don't know what they're going to do with pitching, but I really feel like they could have somebody. They have a really good pitching, good pitching coaching staff. 
you're going to have somebody else maybe like the Gossman or, or Smiley. Like Smiley added a few miles an hour to his fastball working with that pitching staff. So he went from $4 million to the Giants, turning that into an $11 million contract with the Braves. So I feel like they, 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 they yeah. do good stuff. There's something good there. They don't have to worry about Hunter Pence or Pablo Sandoval anymore. And I feel like they can, you know, we don't know what the DH situation is going to be. Maybe they'll find a diamond in the rough there, but I feel like their diamond in the roughs are really going to do some good things. And you have to remember y'all Rockies and Diamondbacks will not be good next season. So they're going to be really good. They're not going to win the, a the NL West, but I really think they're going to make things interesting and piss off the Dodgers and piss off the Padres and make things like, damn it, dude. Like they're, they're like winning games. It's so right. rude. And so just from that perspective. So I really don't think we'll have to wait that long. I genuinely believe that. Yeah. I think, well, you know, they were a game away this past, this past season. And obviously that was tough, but I think they are in a good spot. I think the, the thing that's been tough for Giants fans, obviously the losing, but on top of that is to see the Fernando Tatises of the world and to see like every week, the Dodgers have another 20 year old that's just like ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So I think that's been tough. And then we have Joey Bart, who I believe is 24. So I think we're waiting for, and, and I know you've heard about this guy. It sounds like this Marco Luciano kid is supposed to be our version of that like he's only 18 or 19 right now and people are like you're not going to be able to hold this kid down for long because that has been the tough thing it's like where are the Dodgers finding these these guys you know and then and then the Padres make some moves and they're pretty young as well and it was just like what and to your point about the farm system is like what is going on we draft before the cut of the five rounds we're drafting how many people or how many players a year and just nobody nobody yeah. And it's, and I feel like there wasn't enough attention on that because I mean, in the Giants defense, they, they, they had a really good squad, right? Mm -hmm. They had Evan Longoria who should have been on the Giants years ago. That's a whole other story. Brandon Crawford, very underappreciated um, defensive guy for sure. Brandon Belt will randomly just go off, right. you know, and then uh, Buster Posey, obviously he opted out, but before that, so they have like a strong core but these young guys, I don't think they knew where to fit in quite yet. I don't know if it was an intimidation factor. Or we were used to like that strong core being there. And of course they had Mad Bum too up until mm -hmm. recently. And um, that guy is good, but then great in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. So they got to depend on that. So it's a good question. Maybe they didn't have to worry about that. And that's how I Farhan was brought in. And look what he did with the Dodgers. He, look what he did with the Dodgers. Right. Like that's, that's why they have that good scouting and all that stuff because of Farhan. And then mm -hmm. he brought, he comes over to the giants and he wants to repeat that he was successful with the A's too. So it's just, you often forget the stuff that's going behind, behind, behind the scenes. It's a good scouting department. It's just like the people that have the right eye and know what the, the weight is and everything like that. But Bart wasn't supposed to be up until this upcoming season. But mm -hmm. obviously, 60-game season, Posey opting out, that's going to change the ETA. But I'm excited to see what they do. And I've really loved covering the Giants. They've been such a blast. Right. Yeah, I, I pitched against Bart in the minors, uh, my, my full season in the minors. And it seemed like the guy hit like nine times a game. He just yeah. absolutely fucking torched like us. Chunks for it was as if, yeah, it was guys that were just out of college, but he is just a man shot. Like looked like he was already in the big leagues. It was like if Mike Trout just went and played rookie ball for a little bit. Right. Um, so I, I agree. I think Farhan, you know, he found Cespedes. His resume is, is awesome. I think they're going to turn it around. Did you uh, Google Farhan's ID resume or bio? I did not. I've oh, looked okay. him up before. I've looked Got him it. up before. Um, yeah. And I've, 
I've done my research on good, on, the, on the Z man. He covered golf too, or it didn't list what he doesn't cover, but I think he's a sports guy, so I'm sure he pays oh, attention to everything. And and all GM, all those brilliant people, they take stuff from from specific sports, from yeah. you know successful people in different sports, like Belichick. His uh, main source of game planning is from Sun Tzu, the art of war. So he's an ancient oh. Asian general. Um, so I think they're going to turn around as well. We're going to wrap up Kim Ang with the Marlins freaking way overdue. She's so overqualified for the job anyway. And then, you know, we, we have what just went on with Sarah Fuller at Vanderbilt. How long before, you know, and I, I don't want to diminish anything because the people that just say, Oh, you know, it's the manipulative language of, Oh, you know, she should just, we should just hire based on, uh, you know, the resume and not just keep talking about the gender. It's like, well, yeah, but if you pay attention to history, they haven't been able to get the same fair treatment. So right. you're just blatantly ignoring history. I know plenty of people that burned history. Okay. I'm a very knowledgeable history guy. Um, so how long before though, when it can just be a thing, like hiring that female GM can be normal, uh, just, any reporter, everyone's getting equal treatment. How long before that? And and did Kim Ang's hiring just expedite that process even more? Um, I, I don't know if I can say it'll ever be normal, um, but think about it this way. So you look at, you know, baseball always has those very cherry picky stats. It's like, oh, he's the first guy with a left elbow contusion to ever do this. History is going to be history. You're, you're still going to, that stat is still going to be there. She's the first female GM. It's called a spade a spade. That's fucking history. Mm -hmm. If she were a man and she was the first guy to ever maybe not play with Derek Jeter on a team or work underneath Brian Cashman, there'd be a first for that too. It didn't, that's just, it is what it is. She's just going to go in the history books. It is what it is, whether her gender is. So I've been covering Kim Ang for the last five years. She was up for the Padres GM position. She was supposed to have Farhan Zaidi's job, but she was always almost hired. Almost, almost, almost. I was getting so sick of writing, she almost got the job. She almost got the job. And I'm looking at her resume like, bro, what the fuck? Like if I thought my resume, like I'm I'm definitely college-wise, I think college is overrated, not gonna lie. And not just because I didn't go, but like my stuff you couldn't teach in, in college. So it's just like my resume kind of speaks for itself from that dynamic, but why didn't hers? And you know, the Derek Jeter situation like she was part of that that deal to keep Derek with the Yankees she was a big part of that deal that alone qualifies her so Derek Jeter trusts her it's a really great organization where she can take the up-and-coming one so I I think it's always kind of been I don't think she opened the floodgates the floodgates were kind of already opened um she made it less bumpy and you know I'm always preaching um I I love women in sports so important but I can't hold their hand throughout the process. They do have to do it themselves. And I, you know, of course I talk to colleges all the time. I talk to young women. Cool. You want to be the first woman to do Like then go fucking do it. Like just go do it. She, Kim Ang was told no a trillion times. And I remember watching an interview with her. And I want to say it was before she got denied the Padres job. She was just like talking about being a GM. She lit up. And that was because that's her dream job with the Giants. She literally said she was not going to continue with the process if there was no job offered for her. She's a bulldog, dude. She's like, oh, 
you're not going to offer me a job. No, I'm not going to do this. So I feel like that alone goes to show women are resilient. I've always turned my nose into, okay, what's the lesson? And then how do I get around this? No, to make it possible. I didn't go to college. I still managed to make a very successful career out of myself. You want to say it's a girl thing? I don't give a fuck. It's fine. I often forget that I'm a woman and not in a weird way. I just forget there's constantly like, oh yeah, those, those stereotypes, what have you, um, and everything like that. So I feel like she is part of the process. She's making it easier, but it's not going to be easy. And Sarah Fuller, same thing. Mama straight up went into the locker room and gave the guys a pumped up halftime speech. That's big dick energy, but I'm calling it big diva energy. That's what that is. And we, we can't teach that. That's something that you teach yourself. And she was just like, you know, as a woman, we're often told just, you're going to be a silent reporter and that's it. Ask the questions. Don't make it whatever. She was looking at the sidelines, Sarah Fuller, of course, looking at the sidelines. And she was like, there was no energy. And so she took it upon herself to turn it into energy. And that's a leader. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It does to a certain extent because cool, she's the first woman to do it. But then it's like, yeah, we saw the comments and stuff like that. We want to remind you it happens. We're not going to, you know, but the reason why we remind you is a take, you know, have some grace with us. We are not only doing the best we can, we have to do it better than the men. So we can't, and that was me since little league. When I made all-stars, I couldn't just be good. I had to be better than the rest of the guys because it couldn't be like, oh, this is a PR stunt. 11, 12 all-stars was not going to be a PR stunt, but it was just, you know, from that dynamic. And it, I always had to be better than that next person. And I may not have the right college education, but you will never, you'll rarely find somebody who works as hard as I do. And that stuff you cannot duplicate. And you can't duplicate what Kim Ang did. When she was told no, she kept going. She could have been like, well, you know, I tried. I tried. Mm. Sarah Fuller, same thing. There's no way in hell that we, all three of us skated through the process that we're at today. We had the dark moments. We were told, no, we were told you aren't qualified. I've, I've been told I'm not a certain amount for a lot of things, but I said, okay, cool. I will improve that. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to have this opportunity. And I've gotten all of them. Kim Ng got her opportunity. And that's, a, that's another thing too. I'm Padres, Giants. I'm glad it didn't work out. This is such a good marriage between her and Derek Jeter. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he respects her. He knows what she's capable of. Same thing with Rachel Luba. She just signed Yasiel Puig. That's a tough client to sell. That's a tough ass yeah. client to sell. And she's like, let's go. Right. You know, and it, it's just different. We have it different, but I love that it's different. I love that we can approach the game differently. We always will. We're always going to have, but it's not a bad thing. It's been, the Marlins haven't been successful in a while, a little bit this past season. Obviously Don Mattingly unbelievably won, like the the Jose Fernandez matchup and everything like that. That was too beautiful. Like when the day of it, it was just, uh, it was, uh. and she wants to highlight off of that. So she's going to approach a different way. And same with Sarah Fuller, same with me, same with Rachel Luba, same with Melanie Newman, Danny Wexelman. We all will, we always approached it differently and we're kicking ass. Rock stars. Yeah. Rock stars is uh, to put it. Well said. said. 
but yeah, no, you, you work hard. I'm sure you have a lot more to do today. I'm actually starting a, a new job uh, this morning uh, and go. I haven't set up any of my uh, tech stuff. So I'm actually going to get off to a horrible start. So any of you media companies want to just come save me from the office life, just go ahead and hit me up. Yeah. Uh, You'll anyway, get there. You'll get there. I appreciate that. Uh, you got anything else, Al? Like nothing, nothing. Thank you for the time, of course. Yeah, this was an excellent interview. Once again, Jessica Kleinschmidt, host of Bok Talk, Corked Up, and a digital reporter uh, that is looking to cover golf. Um, she is at Kleinschmidt JD on Twitter. What What are you on Instagram? Is at same Jessica thing? Kleinschmidt. <laughs> at Jessica Kleinschmidt. Okay, just very just straight to the point. Get her to 10,000. Get her to 10,000. Yes, get me to 10,000 followers on Instagram, please. There you go. <laughs> we really appreciate it. This was a really fun interview. This I was had honest. Blast, guys. Thank you so much. This was honestly, probably not only are you our biggest interview, this was probably my favorite interview. There you um, go. So, numero uno oh, on the power rankings. Um, but thank you so much. And uh, maybe we'll have you on again uh, towards spring training. Sounds good to me, guys. Appreciate everything. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.